Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us again. Welcome if it is your first time. We are dedicated to exploring the highways and byways of jazz recorded history. And today, we're going to go back to the beginnings of jazz recorded history for our program. Um, most people who know jazz history know that usually the credit is given to the original Dixieland Jazz Band for making the first recordings that we consider to be jazz recordings. Uh, those were done in, I think it was March of 1917 for the Columbia label, although they weren't released until later. Well, shortly thereafter in April, I believe, they recorded for RCA Victor, and they did their first couple of tunes, the Barnyard Blues, also called the Livery Stable Blues, and the original Dixieland One Step. But uh, they had an issue with Victor, and Victor had an issue with them, not least of the problems being that they were sued by composer Joe Jordan, who said that they stole part of his tune, that tease and rag, for the trio of uh, original Dixieland One Step. And they were, or Joe Jordan was right, they did steal that, and so there was a settlement and all that sort of thing. But Victor cut them loose after that one recording session, and they went to work for the Aeolian Company for about a year or so. Uh, during that time that they were gone, uh, the jazz craze had really taken hold, largely on the basis of that recording, that two-sided recording that came out. And uh, many other clubs and so forth in New York wanted to jump on the jazz train. The original Dixieland Jazz Band was playing at Reisenweber's Cafe in, uh, I think it was in Times Square, and uh, they were doing a land office business there. There was a competing club called Rector's, which was called the Lobster Palace, also uh, on Broadway, and they uh, wanted to, to have a jazz band to bring in some of that crowd as well. The music director was a drummer, or a former drummer, named Earl Fuller, who uh, ran two different bands at different times there, and he was tasked with putting a jazz band together. And that was easier said than done in 1917, because it was such a new music to most people, especially white performers. Uh, the original Dixieland Jazz Band, of course, were five white guys who were from New Orleans, initially anyway, before they started subbing uh, for different players. Uh, but uh, the jazz style was quickly adapted at any rate by some of the musicians in New York. And we're going to be listening for the first part of this program to some of the recordings that were made by Earl Fuller and his famous jazz band, so-called. And uh, these were recordings that were made for Victor in June and uh, up through September, actually up through uh, the next year, June of 1917 through February of 1918. And right after that, in March of 1918, apparently they were cut loose by Victor because the original Dixieland Jazz Band came back to the fold and started recording a long series for them, at which point Earl Fuller started recording for Emerson. And we're going to hear a couple of those, or at least one of those, and also a recording that they did for Edison Cylinders as well. So we're going to start out with the first date that they did. Um, there was a concurrent series of recordings uh, done by a different Earl Fuller band that was more dance band oriented, didn't have a lot of jazz influence, although they played some good ragtime. These are very definitely in the jazz style. Uh, we're going to hear Slippery Hank and Ya Di Da from June 4th of 1927. The personnel here is Earl Fuller apparently on piano, although I believe it was actually Ernest Cutting, a fellow who was from England who was the piano player, usually given credit uh, on that. I think Earl Fuller may have just been the supervisor. Walter Kahn plays cornet, Harry Ratterman on trombone. The star was Ted Lewis on clarinet. He was a showman uh, from Ohio. He played in the vaudeville circuits for many years before landing in New York in about 1915 or 16 and playing 
sing uh, with some of the early jazz groups. And of course, he went on to become quite an entertainer in the 1920s and 30s. But he was not a not as bad of a clarinet player as he was made out to be later on in life. So some, somewhat the same as Jack Benny and his violin, I suppose. And on drums, rounding out the group, we have John Lucas. So this is a five-piece group, three horns, piano, and drums, the same as the original Dixieland Jazz Band. So after Slippery Hank and Yadida, we are going to go to the next date, which was uh, in August, August 13th of 1917. We're going to hear the folk tune, I guess it was, The Old Gray Mare, She Ain't What She Used to Be, followed by a tune that was brand new at this point, The Beale Street Blues by W.C. Handy, and this was one of the early recordings of this particular tune. Then we're going to round out that particular set with uh, one tune from the next date, September 10th of 1917. Uh, it was a ragtime tune by the trombonist Arthur Pryor, who was also a very well-known band leader, and this was one of his tunes that was called the Coon Band Contest, using the racist and minstrel imagery of the day. This was from the very early part of the 20th century, and this was actually a very popular song that was recorded by many bands and vocalists, too, at the time. Fortunately, there's no vocal here, um, and we will hear a good jazz version, an up-to-date 1917 version of that song. So those are our tunes right now. This is Earl Fuller and his famous jazz man. Slippery Hank, Yadida, The Old Gray Mare, Beale Street Blues, and the Coon Band Contest, all recorded for Victor in 1917. <laughs> Thank you. 
is what you would surely call vigorous jazz, done in the style of the original Dixieland Jazz Band, but not quite capturing the same flavor. This band was known to have been even louder. The original Dixieland Jazz Band was famed for its volume that uh, only five pieces could throw, but uh, this uh, Earl Fuller Band was maybe uh, maybe their superior in that regard, and certainly in energy too. And driven by the clarinet of Ted Lewis, who I guess was the music director, at least uh, under uh, some ways of thinking. So to remind you, we had uh, Earl Fuller's famous jazz band with Walter Kahn on cornet, Harry Raderman on trombone, Ted Lewis on clarinet, probably Ernest Cutting on piano, and John Lucas on drums. And we started out with two tunes from June 4th of 1917, recorded for Victor, Slippery Hank and Ya Di Da, Slippery Hank being a trombone feature more than anything else. And then on to August 13th of 1927, also for Victor, and we heard The Old Gray Mare, and then the brand new tune, The Beale Street Blues, just published by W.C. Handy right around that same time. And these were all recorded in New York City, I should mention. Then we finished up with The Coon Band Contest uh, by Arthur Pryor, a ragtime tune that he recorded around the turn of the century, uh, and that was a, a very popular tune in minstrel circles, anyway, and also in early concert band literature, but here we have an early jazz band, or maybe a late ragtime band, recording it. Kind of an interesting point. We're going to go to the flip side of that recording, which was recorded on September 10th of 1917 for Victor, and hear another sort of old standard, Little Liza Jane, which features some vocals by the band in there, and uh, that was a favorite of early jazz bands and New Orleans jazz bands as well. From that point, we're going to go to a tune that was recorded uh, uh, for Edison Cylinders. Edison Cylinders was, of course, uh, the company founded by Thomas Edison to make recordings in the 1880s, 1890s, and they never gave up the cylinder uh, format of recordings, all the way up until about 1930, and finally the death of Thomas Edison and the Depression caused them to give up their recording uh, industry. But uh, they did record cylinders for many jazz players all through the 20s, and the benefit being was that the cylinders could hold about four, four and a half minutes of music, Music, as opposed to the two, two and a half minutes of music that uh, was usual for a 78, two and a half to three, I should say. So the next tune we're going to hear is called Jazz Deluxe, which was Edison from June 13th of 1918. Same band. Uh, this was after, as I said, uh, Victor cut the Fuller Band loose. So I had about a year's contract and then brought the uh, original Dixieland Jazz Band back again. And then we're going to hear after that the Jazzbo Jazz One Step, which was recorded uh, for Emerson, which was their technical uh, home, I suppose, done in March of 1918. So those two tunes will bring us to the end of our Earl Fuller program. They didn't record too many other tunes. There were two or three, but these are the ones I had available. Uh, Ted Lewis took over the band, we're told, on Christmas Eve of 1918, and that started his very long run of band leading all the way up until he died, I think, in the early 70s. He uh, made many, many recordings in the 20s that featured great jazz players like Benny Goodman, Fats Waller, uh, Muggsy Spanier, Jimmy Dorsey, all these different people. Um, he was always a good jazz fan and never, I think, took his own playing too seriously, although this earlier style showed him off, I think, to be a better player than he uh, was later thought to have been. So now we're going to go to the next group, the other group that's going to be featured today, and this is called the Louisiana Five. And this was a group that was formed by uh, the drummer Anton Latta and the clarinet player Alcide Nunez, uh, who were both from New Orleans. And this was a five-piece band, but uh, instead of a trumpet, usually, uh, it had a banjo. So it was a different sound. There was no trumpet lead. Usually the clarinet player played the lead, and Nunez was a very fine uh, direct lead player. He played a C clarinet, which is a shorter version 
version of the standard B-flat one and had a very uh, incisive, bright, trumpet-like tone, I think you'd have to say. So we're going to hear at the end of this set coming up two tunes that they recorded for Edison. We're going to hear Foot Warmer and Be Happy from April 14th of 1919. And the band in this case is Charlie Pinelli on trombone, Alcina Nunez on clarinet, Joe Cawley on piano, Carl Berger on banjo, and Anton Lada on drums. So for this set, we're going to hear Earl Fuller's famous jazz band doing Miss Liza Jane, Jazzbo Jazz, and Jazz Deluxe, uh, followed by... Louisiana 5 doing Foot Warmer and Be Happy.
So we started out with a few recordings by Earl Fuller's famous jazz band, Miss Liza Jane, Jazzbo Jazz, I think I might have inverted these when I talked about them earlier. Jazzbo Jazz was the Edison recording, that was the longer recording, and then Jazz Deluxe was the Emerson recording. The confusion is he re they recorded both of those tunes for each Emerson and Edison, so the longer one is Edison, the shorter one is Emerson. There you are. So we uh, went on then to hear from the Louisiana Five, very interesting band, much more jazzy than Earl Fuller's band. I should mention Earl Fuller's band had, uh, um, uh, in addition to Ted Lewis on clarinet, Walter Kahn on trumpet, uh, Harry Ratterman on trombone, Ernest Cutting on piano, and John Lucas on drums. And uh, the two brass players stayed with Ted Lewis after he took over the band uh, in 1918, and uh, I think John Lucas did as well, and then, of course, he went on to make many, many more recordings later on. So the Louisiana Five uh, consisted of Charlie Pinelli on trombone, Alcide Nunez on clarinet, Joe Colley on piano, Carl Berger on banjo, and Anton Lada on drums. And the addition of the banjo really solidified the rhythm section, even if there was no trumpet to play the lead. But Nunez was a very fine lead player. He was known as Yellow, Alcide Yellow Nunez. And Pee Wee Russell in later years called him the greatest jazz clarinetist he ever heard. He was very influenced by him, apparently. Um, and Nunez, as I said, played, uh, actually he played in Chicago. Chicago in about 1916. He came up from New Orleans with the original Dixieland Jazz Band. He was their first clarinet player for a while, and they had a, an unpleasant, an inamicable parting, I suppose. And he went to play at Burt Kelly's Stables, which later used the African-American band of Johnny Dodds. Uh, after he finished with Burt Kelly, uh, he ended up in New York, and he stayed there for a number of years, playing with first uh, the Louisiana Five, and then with Harry Yerke's band. And he returned to New Orleans in the early 1920s and stayed there until he died in the mid-1930s. Uh, Anton Lada, as I said, was also a New Orleans player, a drummer. He was known for writing a few songs, including the Arkansas Blues. So we heard them on two Edison sides. A little bit rough recording quality, but uh, good music. We heard the Foot Warmer and Be Happy, Be Dash H A P P dash E for Edison on April 14th of 1919. So we're going to go on and actually we're going to put in a, uh, we're going to hear two more Edison tunes, but we're going to hear another uh, non-Edison tune. This one was uh, recorded uh, by what was called the Louisiana Jazz or Five Jazz Orchestra in December of 1919, and it introduces a trumpet player, actually a cornet player, Bernard Doc Berenson, who was better known as a clarinet player. In fact, Benny Goodman had a number of his recordings on clarinet in his uh, record library that he donated, I think, to Yale uh, after he died. This was when he was just a, a young shaver learning to play clarinet, but apparently he was uh, a, an adept cornet player as well. And the tune we're going to hear is called Slow and Easy by uh, Clarence and Spencer Williams. And uh, in the midst of that, you're going to hear two other tunes. I'm sorry I ain't got it. Could you have it? If I had it blues, that's actually one tune with a whole lot of words in it. So that was just an introduction of that tune in the midst of slow and easy. Following that, we're going to go back to those Edison sides, uh, two Edison sides by the Louisiana Five without the cornet. We're going to hear uh, the clarinet squawk and yelping hound blues. You get the idea what that's going to sound like from the title. Lots of feature numbers for Alcide Nunez. Then we're going to hear a short tune. This was a, a tune recorded for uh, the Little Wonders label, which were very, very short records that were only about a minute and a half long. And uh, this will feature the, um, uh, the Louisiana Five, as I just said, under a pseudonym. And the tune is called Hello, Hello. 
which will again feature Doc Berenson playing cornet with the rest of the band, the same group we heard before. Following that, we will go to a very pretty tune called the Weeping Willow Blues from December of 1919. Again, no trumpet on that one. And then we're going to finish up with two tunes. We're having a long set here because this is just too good to pass up. We're going to hear two tunes, After All and Down Where the Rajas Dwell. Uh, that's a, a, an evocative tune from the period, um, both by the original, or rather by the Louisiana Five. And uh, they come, After All was recorded for OK Records in May of 1919, and Down Where the Rajas Dwell was recorded in November of 19 for the Emerson label. So, this is the original, or I keep saying original, this is the Louisiana Five, with Charlie Pinelli on trombone, Alcide Nunez on clarinet, Joe Cauley on piano, Carl Berger on banjo, Anton Lada on drums, and on two tunes, Doc Berenson on cornet.
we have the Louisiana Five doing a whole series of different things. We started out with Slow and Easy, which featured not only the core group, Charlie Pinelli on trombone, Alcide Nunez on clarinet, Joe Colley on piano, Carl Berger on banjo, and Anton Lada on drums, who were on all of these tracks. On that Slow and Easy from December 16th of 1919, which was recorded for Columbia, by the way, we also have a cornet, Doc Berenson, which fills out the ensemble a little bit. And as I mentioned, he played clarinet with a number of groups uh, in the immediately following years uh, after that. And as I said, Benny Goodman was a fan of his, apparently, because he collected some of his records. Following that, we went back to the Edison recordings that the Five Piece Group did from September 12th of 1919. We heard Clarinet Squawk and Yelping Hound Blues, both of which sort of follow on the idea of the livery stable blues that the original Dixieland Jazz Band did and feature some interesting playing by Alcide Nunez, who was really an outstanding clarinet player. P.B. Russell was not wrong in his assessment. Uh, he just didn't record after about 1920 or 21, I think was his last record. He played in New Orleans when he went back, but ill health and uh, denture problems apparently uh, contributed to his giving up playing for a good period of time, and then he passed away in the mid-30s. After that, we heard that Little Wonders recording. Little Wonders, as I said, was that record label that had uh, uh, those very short um, uh, playing times, about a minute and a half uh, or a little bit longer. This was uh, called Orchestra. It was an, uh, an anonymous recording, as were most of the Little Wonders. Wilbur Sweatman recorded quite a bit for them, but this was the Louisiana Five, along with Doc Berenson again on cornet from December of 1919, and the tune was Hello, Hello. After that, that nice, uh, pretty version of Weeping Willow Blues, which uh, had more of a dance band quality to it, I guess. That was a late recording from 1919, also December, this time from uh, Emerson in this case. So, uh, give you a little different side of that. And then two tunes uh, following uh, that, we heard After All, which was recorded for OK, and Down With a Raja's Dwell. Uh, which was done for Emerson. And both of those recordings are uh, done by the five-piece version of the Louisiana Five. Some very interesting uh, music there. Uh, down with the Raja's Dwell was November of 1919, and uh, the other one, which was um, uh, done for uh, OK, was After All, and that featured a particularly good clarinet part in there. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is very definitely off the beaten track a little bit. You don't hear too much of this jazz. These were two groups that followed on the heels of the original Dixieland Jazz Band, white groups, or playing for white audiences at any rate, uh, sort of taking their cue from the, the noisy uh, parts of the original Dixieland Jazz Band, but in the case of the Louisiana Five, some very musical and uh, jazzy elements as well. Two groups that are largely forgotten today. Earl Fuller's famous jazz orchestra and the Louisiana Five. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. Hope you're enjoying these programs. If you'd like to sponsor us, please let us know how. We would love to have some more members of the family. And again, our uh, social media president, presence is my band name, Wolverine Jazz Band. WolverineJazzBand.net and Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. Love to hear from you. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.